So we're recording there. Check. All right, it looks like we are good to go. Let's go ahead and take a nice deep breath in. Uh, whether you are sitting, standing, or lying down. Although it's a April lecture, it's more of a forum. So, the, uh, and it's this forum is on the ecstasy and agony of love part two. There was so many good questions uh, that we had. Uh, part one, we didn't quite get to say finish up some of those questions. So what we're doing is uh, doing part two, uh, and we're going to be answering some of the deeper questions about ecstasy, love, and so on. Uh, and the way the <clears throat> my abilities work, again, is we take a nice deep breath in to help you settle in. On the exhale, very simply is that uh, I guide you into a nice deep state. I can work on you or reprogram you a lot easier that way. Okay, so just noticing your body, uh, noticing your fingertips, especially your fingernails, the palms of your hand, so you get comfortable and relaxed. And I can usually guide you into a nice deep state, uh, probably less than a minute or so. So just kind of expect that. It's totally fine. And as you, say, get deeper and deeper, on the back end, whether um, in silence or uh, talking about... Uh, ecstasy and love, uh, I'll be reprogramming you, sending out or generating frequencies okay, that you inherit or you copy, basically, or I help you instill, uh, and then your life starts, say, operating from those new frequencies, and that's why, say, the changes, some of the changes that people get uh, are very immediate or soon thereafter. Some of the individuals that don't get immediate changes, again, um, you know, maybe 5% or so, uh, through fear, through control, whether they control uh, or they are controlled. So it just takes a little longer, although it just still works on you. Okay, uh, And just note with anything as well, there might be some detox about letting go. Let me just talk about detox, since there is going to be a lot of people detoxing probably from this. Uh, from what I'm tapping into, because uh, there is probably some new people on the call. So a detox is really, think of it as me as, say, a surgeon. Right? Um, and uh, what I do is, say, take out, say, the malignant-type frequencies for you. Okay? And then there's time for you to recover Sorry about that. Just... Right. <clears throat> some people recover really fast, have a fast turnaround. Uh, some people have no symptoms at all, and then some people takes a little longer uh, to recover. Uh, again, because they hold on to the issues a little bit longer. That's all. So let's go ahead and take another deep breath in. Some of you might be feeling some of those frequencies as I tap into you already. Uh, and on the exhale, just acknowledging that there are other people on the call, right? connecting to the group dynamics. And the reason why we're here as a group, well, it's more efficient, but more importantly, because there's power and strength in numbers, right? So we take advantage of that opportunity. 
to go forward faster, to allow ourselves to go <clears throat> deeper, to choose different uh, alternatives. And then another deep breath in. And on the exhale, asking ourselves, how do I connect to Pure Source even stronger? Again, uh, from what I'm tapping into, uh, some of you very skeptical, it's a good number of you actually, like like maybe 10%, which is a lot of people on a call probably new again skeptical. It's like, well, does this stuff really work? You probably heard about me through a friend or um, YouTube or, you know, if you Google something and you're new or you heard my podcast, you know. Because uh, it's, it's it's on the top, the hottest podcast, and so on. It's like, who is this guy? So you're here, and you're wondering how fast, right? No worries. And by the way, although we will be talking about ecstasy and agony of love, now that you're comfortable, uh, other situations that you might have, physical relationships, financial, and so on. Uh, because I do f create frequencies that are all around, or three of that 360 degrees of abundance, uh, those issues, uh, again, will be worked on as well. So what is exponential intelligence? Uh, the mastery, the EI mastery <clears throat> that we talk about. Um, and, uh, and, and again, that follows or denotes... Uh, our podcast, Exponential Intelligence. Uh, and again, it's for certain people only, okay, the higher level individuals, although there are a few new people here. Uh, Exponential Intelligence Mastery is an advanced monthly lecture building upon the sources and the knowledge of our number one podcast, Exponential Intelligence. So while the EI podcast explains the basics, the rewind life and how to have it, all, all the EI mastery is created to further explore advanced concepts uh, and it'll take you deeper. Okay, so because I tap into the knowledge base of the live audience and receive a download of the lecture material, uh, that caters to, say, the ad, average comprehension of the group. So, uh, and this is why it's nice, and that's why we've kept it, although there's a, a good number of people here, we've kept it to a smaller group, uh, a little more, say, advanced. Okay, uh, again, I don't know how the new people got in, but no worries. Uh, therefore, the live EI mastery lectures are exclusive to the 21-day participants. Uh, maybe that's why. Uh, I got it. Uh, and these live lectures, again, are free. So so let's go ahead and get started. And if you have other questions, uh, please write them in. I'm not going to take uh, any callers, just for efficiency. Uh, so just write them in okay, on, the, on the comment section, and we'll take a look at them. Since this is so well worded. Uh, I'll just go ahead and read it. Uh, the tantalizing, delicious feeling of love can be uh, euphoric and heavenly. Conversely, love's pain can feel uh, like the depths of hell. Love has so many faces. At love's first dawning, you feel like you are floating through life. Bright and alive, but nothing could ever go wrong. But with time, this feeling may dissolve, and you can feel alone and isolated uh, with your heart aching. So is this merely the life cycle of relationships that dictate these feelings of ecstasy and agony? 
So we'll be answering that question. Uh, when that feeling of love fades, is it a reflection of a spiritual disconnection and must it fade at all? So we're going to tackle these questions, conversations, uh, and so on. So let's just get right into it. Okay. Uh, we'll just jump right in. Let's answer that first question. <clears throat> is it, um, well, let's, let's talk about the time. Uh, with time, this feeling may dissolve and you can feel alone and isolated. Why did that happen? Right? Why does uh, love have to end that way? Right? Is it merely the life cycle of relationships that dictate these feelings of ecstasy and agony? And then what happens? Right? Uh, we try to do something physical to not let that relationship wane. So we further say or prolong the, the waning of that relationship. Uh, but, you know, if you've noticed some of the elderly couples that you might, you know, walk, uh, that you might see. In fact, I saw one today at the airport. Quite nice. Um, you know, they're still holding hands, still bright, still cheerful with each other. Uh, they were in their 80s, you know. Uh, how does that last? How does that love last like that? Uh, are they doing anything special? Uh, and then people go, you know, if you go to love doctors, psychologists, and so on, they'll do something physical. It's like, well, because they're doing this, they always say, I love you in the morning. They always say this and that. You know, but how many times have we actually tried that or we've actually forced uh, that to say, hey, I love you, uh, and then it doesn't work out, right? So what's the underlying frequency? Uh, and really, the all basis of, uh, again, I might be off, but the people I've worked on, you know, tens of thousands, uh, they really don't know what, exactly what love is. Yeah, they really don't know what love is. Uh, most of the time, uh, the love relationships that we talk about or even the question uh, is really premised about why does that have to be, say, uh, why, does it, why does it have to be a cycle? Right? Couldn't it, uh, uh, couldn't it say, expand more and more till, till the day you die and even after that? Right? Uh, twin flames and so on. Right, that's a true definition of a twin flame or true love. Uh, again, the reason being is that love uh, defined very poorly in today's society uh, is defined very poorly in, say, at our hearts. A lot of teenagers, you know, we define love by what, uh, what well, security. Uh, just tapping in, some of you might have, say, younger children, teenage years from what I'm sensing. Uh, and look how they define love. Right, through your relationships, and your relationships might not be that great. So they grow up, uh, and then with society, the insecurity, uh, you know, the sexual ploys, especially on girls, right, to have sex and so on at a younger and younger age, uh, really distorts uh, young girls. Uh, and then you might think, well, it's just the young girls. Uh, not so. Uh, there are a lot of young boys, you know, that have sex. Uh, although we're protective, more protective of, uh, of the girls, uh, they get distorted as well uh, because they go from one girl to another and they think scoring, right, uh, with as many girls is going to uh, make them a stud or make them feel good. Uh, it's really not. Uh, I've met a lot of uh, guys, hundreds and hundreds of women uh, they slept with and they feel really, really empty, uh, really, really distorted. Uh, again, guys, so... Uh, so I, I, I'm just seeing a lot of people, uh, teenage years, teenage years uh, kids and so on, or getting into that. Um, <clears throat> so it's really, really important. You know, and if your relationship is not doing that well, 
right? Uh, just talk, talk to your kids about it. You know, say, hey, you know, my uh, my husband, my wife, uh, we're not getting, we're not getting along that great. What do you think we could do? Uh, it really opens up that dialogue for them to have a strong concept. And it really helps that dialogue for a lot of people here, like 30, 40% of the audience uh, listening in uh, from what I'm tapping into. Uh, it really opens up that dialogue so they start to see that, hey, these patterns that we're running in relationship, you know, not the best. In fact, my father or mother said so themselves. So they start thinking, it's like, well, what are the better solutions for it? Right? Uh, and then since they are at a younger level, they actually think of new ways that you probably haven't thought of uh, to help resolve situations like that. Uh, most importantly, uh, they start to see, say, new ways of looking at relationships, a healthier uh, pattern of relationships, uh, rather than the distorted uh, relationships we get from social media, you know, uh, sites like Tinder and so on like that. So, coming back to that question, uh, again, guys, this isn't rehearsed or anything like that. I just tap into the audience and I uh, and I see where the issues uh, might come from. Uh, and then some of you, although you might not have, say, teenagers at hand, uh, you were raised like that. Right? Uh, so, if you look back, if you reflect back, right, does your relationship feel like your parents' relationship? So coming back, so that's, uh, say, a normal type relationship. Uh, normal relationships. Uh, and then a true relationship. Okay, True relationship, uh, it really doesn't have, say, an end cycle. Okay, uh, And some of you might call that a twin flame or something like that. Some of you, if we talk about a twin flame, and I've read, um, you know, I've heard of books and so on like that. I've read some chapters on books and so on like that. That uh, your twin flame, your um, what are a soulmate and so on, uh, are there to, say, push and guide, uh, push you and uh, bring out the worst in you and so on and so on. Uh, that's not really true either, guys. I, I, I've brought together uh, twin flames, I mean true twin flames. And let me define uh, the description of a twin flame. For you, that twin flame is, uh, most definitions is that there's uh, one spirit that's split in half and then you find each other, right? And then you come back together and it's one flame. Uh, when the spirit is split in half like that, okay? Uh, usually you have, say, psychotic type issues, okay? Uh, I've never seen a spirit that's not split in half um, that isn't distorted. Uh, so, <clears throat> a truer definition uh, of a of a twin flame, okay, or soulmate, is that um, you are complete. Okay, you burn brightly, and again, to burn brightly goes back to that completeness of the first question uh, about cycles. Uh, if you are complete yourself, you'll find out that those cycles don't exist. Okay? You'll attract somebody more complete. It just is. It's just a physical impossibility to attract somebody that's incomplete for you. Okay? Uh, anyway, you are complete. 
you find somebody that is complete as well, uh, and you find somebody, say, at the same caliber or at the same level you are, right? Uh, you come back together, and your two flames burn even brighter, and then you help each other ascend higher, okay? Because, well, you've got extra energy, extra power. Uh, again, there's no, say, completion of each other. You are complete of its own, but it's much more beautiful, much more synergistic, much more... Um, uh, well, sensual, okay? uh, especially physical, because uh, that physical act of having sex, you get together, uh, and it goes beyond the physicalness of sex. It's that spiritual sex that you guys are all seeking for. And just tapping into that, uh, if you've noticed, <clears throat> a lot of you, as you've, say, ascended higher and higher, uh, you're getting more horny, right? Uh, you're wanting sex, uh, but then have you also noticed... And again, um, I'm just tapping into the group, seeing a lot of people <laughs> wanting that sex. Uh, but if you've noticed, uh, you can't find that person, right? Uh, because it's not about you know getting your rocks off or whatever. Uh, men and, and, and women, it's really not about, say, connecting physically, right? And having going through the physical cycles of sex. Right? It's not a physical stimulation, uh, and that's very, very important to note and understand. Right? Uh, and you'll see that uh, people who say ascend higher through the work that we do, or through the work that I've seen uh, working on people, uh, they do get horny, and then they might have a one-night stand, or or they'll just go sleep with somebody, and then they'll feel crummy the next day. Okay. There's a good reason for that. You're getting away from the physicalness. Something, say, that say made you secure, especially individuals who were, say, sexually abused. Sometimes they feel complete when they're, again, sexually abused or used. Even if they have, it's without pain, right? Uh, that love connection isn't there. It's just a physical, uh, say, act for them. Um, this time around, you're looking for that spirit connection, and then when you have that sex, it's good. Uh, even if it's just, say, a one-night stand, it's it's a good type feeling, right? So very, very different. So uh, getting back when that feeling of love fades, is it a reflection of a spiritual disconnection? And must it say it at all? Again, we answer that question. So when you are in your twin flame or when you connect with somebody, some individual at that level, uh, it keeps growing and growing and growing. Okay. So we can talk more about that, but let's get to some of the questions of uh, agony and love. Ecstasy, love. <clears throat> so we'll break it down. Ecstasy, love, and sex. Is love a feeling or a way of being? Okay. Uh, is love a feeling or a way of being? And by the way, these questions I have never looked at. Uh, again, my, the way my abilities work is as I tap into you, uh, as I get the questions. Uh, again, the reason why I don't look at them is because I get a fresh, say, data feed or a fresh connection, and then I get to tell you exactly. Uh, the way it is, without me going through the mental process. Okay? Uh, and again, guys, I'm not channeled or anything like that. I can just connect directly to the data source that's out there. Uh, is love <clears throat> a feeling or a way of being? Uh, love is an emotion. 
So it is a feeling. Uh, it's also a way of being, though. But the way of being actually becomes comes first, and then that true love that you're looking for. Uh, and again, a definition of true love, uh, you know, the way I see it is a completeness of your own, and that's the only way you can feel uh, exercise true love. Okay. So again, it's 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 a way of being at first. It's a way of completeness, and then um, the byproduct is a complete sense of love, not just for your partner, but you'll see that love and growth for other people as well. Okay. Uh, but especially with your partner, because we're, ta we're talking about romantic love here, uh, that connection is uh, well, truly fantastic, and it keeps growing and, cro and growing. You know, the one thing, well, one thing I'd like to note for people, uh, and this happens a lot, is that, you know, say you fall in love uh, or you get a partner uh, and then you go, well, I have to do this or I have to stop doing this for my, you know, old lady or my partner or whatever it is, right? Uh, and that's where those distortions start, right? We get disconnected and disconnected because, well, we have to say shift and change ourselves, right? Or forcefully shift and change ourselves to accommodate the other person. Right. Uh, and I'm not saying that true love, you don't shift and change, uh, but it's very, very different. Okay, You have that desire to transform and become a better human uh, for the love interest that you have. Very, very di different. It's not an oppressive, say, change of, say, attitude, personality, or anything like that. You just want to become a better person so you can, say, integrate and get connected deeper with that one individual. So, um, big difference. How does one know if they have learned to love themselves completely before sharing love uh, with another? And is this necessary? A uh, very good question. Uh, again, if you have to ask, you probably haven't, say, completely learned. Okay. Uh, again, uh, going back to that first question, uh, that love or that state of being turns into, say, complete love uh, and, well, a general state of being and completeness. Now, you necessarily don't have to be in that state of being, okay? Uh, you don't have to say complete, but you should be on the road to completeness. Some individuals, uh, lots of different individuals, some individuals, you know, they want to feel complete because that's the way their rule sets uh, are. They want to feel complete before... Um, you know, they fall in love. Some people want a partner as they ascend higher and they want to, say, join that journey or complete that journey together. Okay? So the point is not feeling complete, but being aware that we're not complete. And then when we come together, obviously we can become more complete. Okay? Is it possible to have ecstasy without agony? Uh, of course. Uh, why not? It is a reality out there, uh, just like any other reality. You can create, by the way, guys, this isn't just about love, uh, this question. You can create any reality that you want. Okay? If you truly believe uh, that you're going to go to hell okay, uh, after you die because you've been bad, uh, pure source loves you so much, it'll create hell for you. Okay? Uh, and you'll live in that space. Again, what you truly, truly believe in at a spirit level, uh, that's what will, say, be created for you. So, yes, uh, is it possible? Uh, of course it is. Uh, why not? 
you know, if you are, say, uh, come together as a true love, and again, the definition of true love is is that twin flame definition, okay, that I explained earlier. So we'll keep it at that definition. Uh, that ecstasy it doesn't fade out. That ecstasy doesn't go away after the first few months. Uh, in fact, that ecstasy gets stronger and stronger. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, in fact, people around you can actually see, say, that frequency when you when that couple walks into a room. Even if they don't show it, even if they're not, say, connected, even, even if they're not holding hands, they walk into a room and everybody knows that they're a couple. It's just that strong. Right? Uh, that actually, that connection actually gets stronger and stronger, uh, and then of course the ecstasy gets stronger and stronger. It never fades because you're in the state of love that comes from a timeless location. Okay, that's a true definition of spiritual love that you're looking for, or a truer definition of love uh, that you're looking for, and that's why we look for love in, say, connection to pure source or God or whatever it might be. Uh, because why? Because that never fades away. Why does it never fade away? Because it's in a realm of timelessness or your spirit level. Uh, so this love, again, it's not physically based. It's at spirit level, so it's timeless. So it's always, it always stays fresh. Can you explain more about the power uh, that is created uh, and you that is felt between two individuals who are truly spiritually matched. Uh, of course. And um, let's go ahead and do this. Why don't we uh, take a nice deep breath in? And we'll see if I can uh, bring that frequency into you. Okay. Say if you just if you if you've uh, met somebody, okay, or that person that you are going to meet, okay? or if you have somebody already, um, I think most of you will feel it. Um, if they feel the way that you're going to feel when when they're around you, uh, then you're truly matched. If they're not, if not, then you might want to question uh, or that relationship, say, has to grow into it. I'm not saying that relationship is not good for you or you need to break apart or anything like that, but there's work to be done. All right? So let's go ahead and take a nice deep breath in. Count up to nine. It takes me about nine when I get to nine uh, to help you, say, feel that frequency. All right? So nice deep breath in again. Holding it, exhaling, zero. One, noticing your solar plex. Two, perhaps feeling those frequencies as we slow down. Three, slower and slower. Four. Five. Things start to slow down as you become aware of your body. Six, you become aware of your surroundings. Seven, waiting. Eight, being in that peaceful state of waiting. Nine, 
help you bring down those frequencies. Again, comment in. I'd like to know how you felt or you feel, if you felt it or not. I think most of you did. Some of you didn't. Uh, again, a little fearful and so on like that. So it's all good. Uh, no worries. So that euphoria that you felt. Okay. Um, and again, the reason why I can bring that into you is because I can, say, match that frequency, uh, that uh, that is your, say, twin flame type match. And then when you're together, I can create that frequency when you're together or having a sexual imp- uh, experience. Uh, by the way, one of the podcasts, I help you uh, reach orgasm. So that might be of interest for you guys. So we'll go on to the next question. Uh, what is required uh, for sex to be a spiritual union between two people and not just physical sex? Uh, Do both need to be spiritually equals? Um, So that's a great question. What is required to have uh, for sex to be a spiritual union? Uh, Again, both of you have to be complete. Both of you have to be, say, uh, well, uh, without needing each other, really. You are standing strong, uh, and complete on your own. Okay, and then when you come together, that that desire, that burning flame becomes a lot stronger. So we kind of explained that a little earlier. <clears throat> uh, and then you get to connect at a spiritual level. Uh, you know, the physical sex is you just not go through the motions, uh, but you'll feel, uh, and just to let you know, it is a very, very sharp distinction between, say, physical sex. Uh, physical sex actually gets boring after a while. Uh, just to give you uh, just a few pointers, uh, physical sex, right? Um, after a short while, right? you might actually get bored. Uh, you might want to, say, get the act over with or done with, right? Um, and then after sex, uh, if you feel like you need to separate, right? not hug each other or have to leave or whatever it is, right? uh, then that wasn't the spiritual sex that you're looking for. So whoever asked that question, uh, that's what I'm tapping into. So uh, does that other person have to be spiritually aware? Um, they might not have to be spiritually aware. You know, some, uh, some people are, say, spiritually gifted. Okay, but they don't say admit to it or they don't realize it just because that's the way they've been, say, uh, raised all the time. So they don't know. You know, they're not, say, in the spiritual community and so on like that. Uh, so no, they don't have to, say, realize it. But at some level, they actually do. And at some level, you actually uh, do. So yes, uh, at some level, they have to be spiritually aware. Um, just to get back on the flip side, you know, if you are say, of the twin flame type couple, uh, when 
you know, that sex could last for hours and it feels like, well, it lasts minutes, right? Uh, time flies by because there's no, say, time value because you lose your body and you go into those higher realms. And you actually say your spirits like integrate. Uh, and it's, uh, it's a very euphoric feeling. Uh, your physical being, your physical body, say, actually integrates with each other. Uh, and that's very euphoric. It's really the same euphoria when spirits like, um, if you've ever seen ghost, right, where they take over that body because, well, they crave the flesh. Uh, this is at a much higher level. Right, especially when there's so much love involved between the two, uh, that body or that spirit comes into that other person, and you kind of like swap, and it's very, very euphoric to feel, say, that individual from the inside. In fact, there's a it's a good song, Nine Inch Nails, not the cleanest song, uh, but it's by Nine Inch Nails. Uh, I can't even say the title, but it's very erotic. Um, anyway, it feels like that, but not not in a dirty sense like the song. Uh, does sexual attraction in a relationship always fade? Uh, no, not at all. Uh, and this is, uh, uh, well, it depends on the sexual attraction that you're looking at. Physical sexual attraction? Uh, yes, that always fades. You know, if you look at a lot of the couples, it's like, uh, you know, it's like they had the most beautiful eyes, they had the most beautiful smile or uh, ass or whatever, you know, and I had to connect with them. Uh, and then two, three years down the line, they got fatter, they got whatever, and then it's like, well, what the hell happened, right? Uh, so, no, actually, uh, you do get attracted physically to that person. That's That's part of the whole makeup, guys, by the way. When I talk about, say, that twin flame idea, Everything, all the details that you've, say, ever looked for in a mate is perfect. Uh, it's quite amazing how that happens. Uh, not just to get, not to get into the details, but, oh, why not? Uh, again, the, the curves that you like. Right? I mean, guys, so just from a guy perspective, uh, you know, the shape of the breast, whatever, whatever. All the details, right, down to, um, you know, the toes or whatever. Right, uh, you get physically attracted to it, and it all becomes a very scrumptious for you physically. Uh, and then, as you age or throughout the years, uh, you still get say physically attracted to it. Uh, it's quite amazing that the person that you uh, that you connect with, that you truly, truly connect with, um, uh, they change physically to adapt to your say frequency signature of what attracts you or what turns you on and vice versa uh, and then you change as well your programming changes to adapt uh, as well okay. uh, and that always stays fresh so as you age you'll always see that beauty you'll always see that grace you'll always see uh, the beauty and grace as the age beautifully and gracefully throughout the years okay. uh, and that's why those older couples uh, again, they see the beauty and grace in themselves. So it goes beyond, say, the physicalness. So although there is that physical attraction. Uh, how can we infuse uh, the excitement and tantalizing thrill of a new relationship into one that has become uh, dull over time? Uh, again, by becoming complete. Uh, it's not really the relationship 
that uh, becomes dull over time, just tapping into the person whoever wrote this, um, is because uh, since you don't feel complete, okay, uh, what happens to you? And this happens, um, and this is a great question, because a good number of you, about 30% probably, maybe a little bit more from what I'm seeing, uh, what do you guys do? Uh, you run into a relationship to feel complete, right? Uh, after a while, um, that relationship dries out because, well, you've used all the resources. You've used all the resources and you feel incomplete. So things get dull. And then you go on to the next relationship and it feels fresh and then you run that out or dry it out and then you go to the next. Uh, again, guys, it's not really the relationship. It's you. Okay, you have to be complete yourself. Okay? You have to be, say, willing not to be, you know, uh, oh, i got to find a guy. i got to find a guy. Uh, this happens uh, so sad. These beautiful women, you know, they're in their late 20s, just, I mean, just drop-dead gorgeous knockout, smart, intelligent women that I that I know. Uh, quite a few, actually. Um, and it's like Moss. I gotta get married. Uh, it's like, is this person right for me? Is this guy right for me? And they know the answer. It's like this guy, you know, I met him, and he's this, but he's like this, and he's like this, and he, um, you know, and I'm not say physically attracted to him. Uh, so is this guy right for me? It's like, yeah, it's like I, you don't even have to be psychic or intuitive, right? Uh, there's that time clock. Again, guys, when you know, you just know. It just happens for you. It, you, you, you. It's just like you just fall together and you mesh together. It's really that complete. Okay? Um, so don't go looking for it. Okay. Uh, if you've noticed, uh, again, those people who have been on the 20 and 1 days longer, uh, if you've noticed the things that have transformed for you, you didn't do anything specific to transform. Right? It comes to you. You changed automatically. You didn't go, okay, I have to do this, this, and this today, and this, this, and this tomorrow to transform. Right? Things just started naturally transform. You got guided. You got connected to the people, places, things, whatever, to help you transform. So uh, the thrill of new relationships, um, by the way, the twin flame experience, uh, that thrill never goes out. It keeps expanding. You start, um, again, you always find different ways. Uh, not to keep it fresh, not to force it to keep it fresh. Uh, you always find different ways because it's so, uh, you're so in the moment with them, right? Uh, you get so excited being in the moment with it. New and more and more ideas come in, right? Uh, to keep it fantastic. It's not the other way around, guys. It's fantastic. Okay, just to put it bluntly, it's fantastic, uh, and then new ideas come through. Okay, uh, it's not the other way around, like physical sex, where you have to think of new ideas to create being fantastic. Uh, again, that's a, like an uphill battle, and eventually you get tired out. So, um, let's go to love hurts, agony, love hurts. Why don't we do this? Let's go ahead and take a nice deep breath in. And exhale. Coming into the chest area, the heart space, the solar plexus. 
Let's see if we can uh, infuse uh, patterns. They have that true love, a higher definition of love for you, because that's what you're looking for, right? And as a note, a higher definition of love means that you have to transform. It's not the other person, uh, you know, being complete and in connects with you. Again, you have to rise to that level, right? So you have to transform, which means that some of your relationships, some of your habits and so on that you have, have to transform. You can't stay the same and expect a high-quality love okay, if you're not high-quality yourself, right? So just be aware of that. Let's go ahead and take a nice deep breath in. And on the exhale, start counting. Wow. 41. Count up to 41. And during that time, I'll guide you into those deeper spaces. And then I'll uh, help infuse, say, frequencies of a true love, a higher definition of love, true romance, true sex. All right? So one, just noticing where you are. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I'd be feeling something different already. Nine, ten, eleven, setting higher and higher. Twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. 16, 17, so we go deeper, 18, 19, 20, things start to slow down, 21, 22, 23, 24, things might stop, 25, 26, 27, deeper, yeah, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, perhaps breathing a little heavier, 34, 35, noticing how you feel, 36, 37, 38, 39, 
40, 41. Again, noticing your, how you're feeling, please comment in. Just going to let you be in this space. Get a lot of good comments from that last one. Felt overwhelmed. Uh, the emotions in my heart, <clears throat> like an answer to prayer. To pray, beloved, here, energetically. Uh, you are so on fire. Felt it amazing, so precious. Calm, euphoric, uh, it goes on and on. So... Uh, there's some good questions online. Let's go ahead and take that. So again, comment in. Okay, guys, on uh, on this as well. And hopefully, maybe we can do this on uh, Twitter or something. This one's really good. It says, "How do you uh, how do you recommend we uh, we attract the best partner possible?" I have a deep desire for a great partnership. I would love to share my life with someone soon. Uh, by not looking for that partnership, it's really quite easy. Uh, again, going into your uh, into your own space, right? Uh, because you're looking for that completeness. Uh, again, there's nothing wrong with other people, say, helping you and so on like that. There's no, that's I'm not talking about that. Uh, but deep down inside. You should feel that completeness uh, for you, hon, who was ever asking. Uh, there's a sense of loneliness that you're trying to recover. Uh, that um, what will happen is uh, like you'll attract somebody and it'll feel good for a while. Uh, then in a short period of time, and this is probably your cycle of relationships, uh, you're going to feel that sense of loneliness. Why is that? Because that pattern of sense of loneliness always, say, resides in you. So you start to move yourself further and further away from that person. Uh, and then that person will wonder why you're moving away. You're wondering why you feel lonely with that person. Yeah. So that pattern has to be removed. Uh, 
how does one know they have found the person with whom they can have a loving, fulfilling relationship? You know, if you really have to ask, uh, then you don't have that fulfilling relationship. Okay, you really don't have to ask. Everything just falls into place for you. Uh, this one's from uh, Stockholm, and uh, there are two different guys that I like have a connection with. Are any of them my twin flame? Uh, what do you think? Uh, I know you know that they're not right. So, this one uh, it says this. Spirits are split into male and female twin flames uh, when they come to Earth. What happens to gay men uh, and lesbians? Is there a twin flame a man and a woman? And a twin flame also gay. What about transgendered people? Uh, again, spirits doesn't don't split into male and female. Spirits are non-gender. Okay? As you come in, right, you might have, say, uh, you might choose which gender you want to be. Uh, being gay, being uh, lesbian, and so on. Uh, uh, again, it's not a split of that person, uh, of that of that spirit. Okay, so that's totally off. Uh, being gay, uh, being lesbian, uh, it's just an experience that that person wanted to have. It's there's nothing wrong with that. At a higher level, uh, if it distorts you, though, just like anything else, uh, having a, a heterosexual sexual relationship can distort you, right? Uh, so there's not. If it distorts you, then it's not right for you either. Uh, if being gay or lesbian distorts you, then it's not right for you either. So again, it's not the physical act or the physical, say, uh, direction that you go towards. Uh, this one says, why do we have so much love we experience in the flesh when we do not need it when we cross over? Uh, you are the best. Um, why do we have so much love we experience in the flesh? Uh, well, it depends on person. Some people don't have so much love. Uh, physical sex, uh, basically uh, just tapping into you and uh, you've had, say, a lot of physical sex and it's a lot of empty physical sex. Okay? Uh, although it might feel good short term, uh, it just doesn't work for you overall. So uh, that's not the kind of spiritual sex. Uh, again, that kind of sex really drains you. Um uh, the reason why you're here in physical form to experience, say, all the physical matter, all the physical experiences that you're here for in physical form. So having sex is part of that. Uh, most of us tend to want to leave their physical being and ascend higher. Uh, again, that's not the case. That's not, that's not why you came down to physical form. Uh, you came down to physical form to understand who you were at a deeper level and then to awaken you spiritually. So staying in your physical form, uh, enjoying all the complexities of physical form. Okay. Uh, again, you know, if somebody created you, it'd be a trillion-dollar project to create, say, somebody that's even, say, nearly 
not as good as you in like a human body. And then what do we do? We tend to leave out and go in spirit where you came from. You invested all that time, all that effort, right? Spirit created all that. Spirit created all your physical form. And then what do we, most of us do? Want to escape the physical form. Uh, again, it doesn't work that way. So let's go on to agony. Love hurts. Uh, can we make ourselves less vulnerable to the highs and lows of love that disrupt life? Hmm. Um, uh, again, that's kind of a loaded question. Um, can we make ourselves less vulnerable to the highs and lows of love that disrupt life? I mean, uh, whoever wrote that, I mean, just look at the way the question is is set. Right? Uh, there are, uh, if you think there are highs and lows of life, yes, there are. Um, but say successful individuals or highly successful, say spiritual type individuals, uh, they allow the highs and lows. The highs and lows are actually there to create spice and so on. If you were always high, it would get boring. In fact, I've helped uh, individuals say get um, uh, they wanted to be happy all the time. So I brought in frequencies of happiness. Uh, after about a month, they got sick of it. They go, Moss, I can't handle being happy all the time. Uh, no matter what happened in her life, she was happy. Okay? Uh, somebody died, she couldn't say uh, cry. Uh, she was just stuck and happy. So, again, most of us want that happiness, that joy, that, you know, um, the Cinderella type story. It doesn't work out that way, guys. Uh, we're here to feel the complexities of of being here physically and actually really enjoying and growing from the experiences sad and 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 beautiful. That's why we go see romantic movies that make us sad. Right, because we enjoy that space and helps us grow, hopefully, or it should. Uh, and then this person again: How can we make ourselves uh, less vulnerable to the highs and lows of love uh, that disrupts life? Does it really have to disrupt life? Uh, again, it's a learning experience. If you think it's a disruption, uh, then you're not really learning, and then you're not completely awakened anyway. That's why it disrupts you. Uh, what did you think life was? Uh, so, uh, so again, you really have to ask yourself. Uh, it's not just love that disrupts you, by the way. It's just like um, almost everything, uh, just like cuts you short. So, uh, how can people uh, we love so much hurt us so badly, cheat on us, abuse us, leave us, uh, lie to us? Uh, blame it on emotions, you know, the underlying patterns. Uh, again, I always say, if you've heard me speak, don't trust your emotions. You're not calibrated at this time. So what uh, you run, you run programs of just that. It's not the people outside of you. You know, you seem like you're, say, that scared child, uh, that always protecting yourself. You're always running away from things. You're always, uh, again, protecting yourself. So what happens? You, what are you going to attract when you're in that mode? You're going to attract people who uh, abuse you, cheat on you, hurt you, uh, and so on, because that's the programs you run. So really, again, guys, I'll, I can't express this enough. Be complete yourself. Um, you know, all the weaknesses that you that you that you have, uh, you can't hide them. 
if you really, really want true love. And a lot of people, what do they do? You know, the, a lot of dating sites and so on like that, uh, you know, all the images that they put up, you know, are photoshopped and so on like that. You meet the real person, it's like, oh my God, you know, it's so different, right? Uh, we even try to fake, um, you know, our shape, we wear girdles, we wear this, we, you know, we put a ton of makeup on and so on and so on. Um, it's not your real self, you know? Uh, we start to like things that we don't like just because the other person likes it. Uh, and then after uh, after you get connected to that person, you stop doing that, whatever that got you into. Uh, and actually this happened to my son, beautiful young man, um, quite beautiful actually, and, and a very pure at heart as well. A lot of girls flock after him. It's like, oh, uh, and a lot of girls, you know, especially with social media and so on like that, uh, they tap in and they see what his likes are uh, and they connect with him. It's like, Dad, I just met this girl. He, She loves the same car I do. She does the same thing. Uh, you know, and I tapped into her. I mean, girls are fantastic uh, manipulators. Uh, she's not. She's not that type of person. And she he did find out like a month later she wasn't that type of person. Basically, she read the social media, his social media, and he, she wanted to connect. So guys, if ladies, especially ladies, if you're doing that, don't. Okay, uh, You're not only hurting that person, okay, uh, you're really hurting yourself because uh, that truth eventually does come out whether it's six months, a year, and so on. Uh, and then you wonder why that person is such a jerk guy or, or girl, right? Uh, how come they changed so much? You know, how come you lied so badly to get to that person that you want? really comes down to that. There's so many people. You know, Moss, this person cheated on me, and so on, and so on. Uh, well, look at the steps that, uh, that you took, right? Uh, were you actually yourself during the relationship? Did you actually say connect or love that person uh, before you committed? Uh, chances are, uh, I would say a lot of you who are in relationships, no and no to those questions. Uh, and then that person doesn't work out and then, you know, and then you blame that person. Yeah, so just really be honest. If you have weaknesses, guys, uh, work on them. Okay, do the 21 days, the group healings, whatever it is. Take time for yourself to really, say, understand yourself, really expand, really become complete. And then when that happens, when you're ready, that love relationship, I can bring in, say, love relationships, and I have for lots of people, long-lasting love relationships that you're looking for. A lot of you on this call looking for a relationship and you're not ready. Uh, so I won't bring in love relationships for you because it'll just perpetuate the distortion that you are. Let's go on to this question. Why do we hold on to relationships that no longer serve us? And how do we open our heart again after the loss of a spouse? after the damage of a past relationship or after cheating and betrayal. Uh, again, guys, we kind of got into that, uh, the cheating and betrayal. You know, look at the steps. Maybe it'll help you answer why that person cheated on you in the first place. You know, uh, Again, guys, I'm not saying that uh, uh, you're all to blame for it, there, but there are frequencies in you for you to, say, um, um, well, create that pattern, right? Um, and then... 
uh, a lot of times uh, as well. On the f uh, on the flip side, right? You expand and grow, and a love that was say good for you at one time. Now that you, and this happens a lot, um, you know, to people. Uh, I think I've been a cause for a lot of breakups. Um, actually, on the flip side as well, I've been a cause for a lot of say people getting together the correct way. Uh, but those breakups, right? Uh, you were distorted. You were connected with people uh, that distort you. And now that you've awakened, right? Uh, you're more complete. You're solid. That those programs that were distorting you aren't there anymore. So you don't need that person. And that's why you have to break up. Uh, so why do we hold on to relationships that no longer uh, serve us? Uh, maybe at some level it serves you. Maybe you're afraid uh, to uh, to split. Especially for guys, they'll hold on to that woman, although they might say hate that woman's guts. Uh, it's a pattern that guys have uh, until they become uh, truly, truly awakened. Uh, by the way, by this, by what I mean when they truly, truly become awakened, uh, and this is what this is what happens: uh, the pain gets stronger and stronger so much that you can't stand it. The truth has to come out, right? And then you go towards the right direction. And how do we open our heart again after the loss of a spouse? Um, what happens is that loss of a spouse? Um, uh, in many cases that I've seen, and I'm just uh, going by the experiences that I've had, those individuals, uh, again, they built their life around that spouse. So when they cross over, uh, and this is very two different scenarios, uh, they cross over, they feel empty and shallow inside because their completeness was with, say, their spouse, right? Uh, they tend to cross over shortly thereafter. Okay? Uh, and I've helped a lot of people so I would suggest uh, IGH, Industrial Group Healing, or so on, um, to kind of mend or bring you, say, that completeness uh, on your own or within yourself. Uh, and then you can, say, completely let go uh, of that spouse. And it's good for that spouse that has crossed over. They don't have to, say, stay here in physical form for you, that you don't have to drag them down. Okay. Um, the other way is, if you say love that person so deeply, right? They cross over. It's not because you're lost or anything like that, but since you've done together, uh, you've done so many things together. You just want to be that next to that person at a spirit level, so you prefer to cross over. So again, same event happening, two different reasons why. Uh, why do some relationships create such turmoil with our families? Do we have to choose uh, between our romantic love and our family? Well, if that's a storyline that you've created, if that's a story pattern that you've created, then yes. Um, but do you have to? No, not really. Uh, not at all. It's it's just what you've created. Look at the look at the patterns uh, that's led up to it. You know, for that person asking that question, you've always been, um, you've always, say, pulled away from the family. Uh, you know, if the person, if the family said left, you would go right. right. Uh, so, again, whoever asked that question, uh, no matter what the family said, you'd do the opposite. So, what do you expect to get in terms of relationships 
you know, if some, if they think they deem that this is right for you, you'll take that other person. So you'll attract that other person that will, say, make the family um, disconnected from you. So simple as that. Uh, it's not the person that you connect with, by the way. It's a deeper pattern that runs in you. Uh, whoever asked that question. Do I have to choose between a romantic love and family? No, not at all. You know, if if um, uh, when they say love con conquer all, is that true love conquers all? You know, when you connect to your twin flame, okay, guys, no matter what situation you're going through, no matter how wrong it looks in the public eye, uh, when people see you, uh, everything just fades away. Um, you know, and everything is perfect. That's how powerful. So if your true love did come into you, for example, in that last question, uh, in a very short while, if not immediately, okay, uh, because that true, say, connection, that twin flame is so powerful, it overrides any distortion that people, say, throw against you because you guys were, say, meant to be together. Again, no matter how wrong it feels, uh, no matter how wrong it is, it doesn't matter. It all works out. So in this case, family sees you together, you know, again, no matter how strange it is, no matter how, say, different you are culturally, culturally ethnic-wise, religion-wise, and so on like that, it all gets, say, forgotten, and they allow you to be you. Why do some romantic relationships create such turmoil with their family? Okay, why do we often feel anxious, uh, love, and obsession for the well-being of a partner and children? Is this healthy? Well, what do you think? Uh, obviously, you care for your children, uh, your loved ones, and so on, but do you have to feel anxious? No. Uh, it's really a pattern that runs in you. You really, really don't. There are the choices. Uh, obviously, you know, I truly, truly love my children. Um, and yes, when, you know, they say they get hurt, you get anxious. I mean, that's part of uh, being human and loving somebody. Um, but uh, uh, but that obsession, you know, that obsession is a weakness actually in you. It's not in your children. You don't have to run that. Uh, by the way, that obsession is not just in for your children or your loved ones. Uh, it's an obsession or a weakness in you that creates that obsession in other, um, and you project it outwards. So hopefully that um, answers the question. Moving on, uh, do we need love? It's the next major topic. Uh, will we experience less and less agony of love as our spirits advance. Uh, yes, of course. Uh, in fact, uh, the agony of love. Um, you know, and, and well, um, I'll answer that question first, and then we'll go into the agony of love. So, um, again, will we experience less and less agony of love as our spirits advance? Yes, of course you will. Okay, it's just a given. And as you advance to those higher higher levels, okay, or that twin flame experience, uh, the agony of love becomes different. The agony of love becomes, say, sensual. So you still have that agony 
okay, of say not being together, uh, and so on. And then when you come together, uh, that propels you. Say that uh, that when you and you'll just like collide when you come together, uh, and then again that's an experience. No matter how long you've been, uh, that agony of being say separate. So there's a different type of agony. Uh, again, a painful agony which distorts you, or the agony that perpetuates your love when you get together again. Right? Uh, there was this fantastic couple. They used to just say fight uh, or argue. And then they wouldn't see each other for like a day, and then they'd come back together and make mad passionate love. So uh, that's the kind of agony. Uh, obviously, you don't have to do that, but that was their pattern of doing it. And when they got together, that makeup sex was good. So they did it. Will we feel more and more ecstasy of love as our spirits advance, or will we become less and less attached to it? So will we feel more and more ecstasy of love? Yes. Or will we will become less and less attached to it? Uh, I'm not exactly sure why you'd become less and less attached to it. And you know, as your as your spirit say enhances or ascends higher, guys, it doesn't mean that you become bland. Guys, it really really doesn't mean it. Um although like um uh, some people think I might be cold or non-caring or, or something like that. It's not that I'm not uh, non-caring. Sometimes uh, we have members, you know, when I do um, events and so on. Uh, Moss didn't care about me. Moss, it's like, well, I don't, uh, it's not that I don't care about you. I just don't get uh, involved in your story that perpetuates the hurtful feelings that you have. I see it from, say, a surgeon's perspective. Uh, it's a malignant frequency. Uh, what's the use of me uh, getting into into that space? Same thing with you guys. As you go higher and higher, you might feel like you're getting colder and so on. Uh, it's really not. You just see it from a different perspective. It doesn't help anybody to get drawn into your emotions or patterns. Right? Uh, the best thing to do is resolve those emotions and patterns that distort you. So... Um, but the nice thing is, as you do ascend higher spiritually and so on, you know, the ecstasy uh, that you feel uh, with love uh, becomes more, say, dramatic, more uh, more expansive. Right? Because those are the higher forms of ecstasy. Uh, everything becomes a higher form, by the way. Uh, you know, the good feelings or the good emotions that we get attracted to, those become more enhanced for you. Uh, the bad feelings, the negative feelings that we try to stay away from, like, for example, jealousy. Okay? Uh, jealousy turns into, say, a motivational to do better with the other person uh, in a twin flame relationship. That jealousy actually brings you, connects you closer and closer. Uh, the jealousy makes you see, say, some of the weaknesses or where you could get better okay, in your relationship. So again, everything has, you it might experience it, but then everything comes from a different perspective. All right? So let's go ahead and take a nice deep breath in. And uh, again, come into 
our body. Got about uh, five minutes or so, so we'll just quickly run through some of these other questions. We'll just answer them really quickly. Why do people never meet their true mate? Uh, I see actually a lot of people that meet their true mate. In fact, I've helped a lot of people uh, connect to their true mate. Um, so, uh, if you ask that question in that way, because uh, true mate is capitalized, um, obviously there's patterns that you won't find your true mate. So that's why. You won't find your true mate. Uh, but you can change that. Is there a love that goes beyond the physical? Uh, yes, I answered that. Uh, how can I um, get complete enough so that I feel beautiful enough to attract someone? I'm 53. I'm past uh, the young and beautiful age. Really, I see a lot of 50-year-olds that are knockouts. And I, wow. Uh, so maybe that's the way you feel. And I'm not attracted to old guys and fear that uh, one I like won't be attracted to me. Well, again, read the question, hon. It'll answer a lot of answers. It'll answer a lot of questions that you asked. Uh, again, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of people I've helped that uh, starts to say get regenerated. Right? They start looking, feeling a lot younger, uh, and then they attract that individual. Uh, that's right for them. So asks, uh, again, uh, look at the questions that you're asking, and then you'll find the answers. Uh, is it possible to extend the time for women to be fertile? Uh, what if it takes you into the 40s to become uh, complete and attract the EI relationship? Uh, yes, it is. Uh, a lot of women have had um, kids uh, even in their 50s. Uh, in fact, I've helped a few people get pregnant in their later years. So, And why do you think it takes you that long in your 40s, I'm not sure how old you are, uh, to attract that relationship? People turn around uh, in a matter of weeks. Uh, they transform their life, depending on, say, how much detox or how much they're willing to let go. Right? Uh, they transform in a matter of weeks. They fall into a love relationship. So it depends on you. Uh, are, uh, again, are you guys ready to transform? Are you willing to let go of your definition? Uh, a lot of you think that you are or you say that you are, but you're not. Uh, you'll still hold on to um, you know, the things that you need to let go of. Uh, and it just doesn't work this way. If we've had a very loving past life with an individual, how does that translate into knowing them uh, during this lifetime. Uh, usually if you've had a very loving, say, relationship in a past life, uh, you'll probably end up uh, at a true higher, higher level. Uh, you will end up, say, again with that individual. How long does it take to become complete? Uh, how fast are you willing to let go and transform? Some individuals that transform uh, in five minutes. So it depends on you. Uh, Same-sex relationships, I feel that there is a lot of guilt and confusion in having a steady relationship uh, due to the deep questioning of it. Uh, this is right, and I meet similar women who have that in them. Therefore, the relationships keep uh, keeps apart. 
from fear. Is that true? Uh, not really true. Uh, you know, from what I'm tapping into, and this is from New York City, um, it's that you've been raised with a lot of deep, say, religious, say, distortions. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to even call them values. Uh, again, very deep uh, religious distortions that keep you away. Uh, so we can help that. Uh, does everybody have a twin flame? Um, uh, yes. Uh, are they living in this, say, lifetime? Probably not. Uh, not for everybody. Okay. Felt overwhelmed with emotion in my heart. Okay, read that. Felt that. It's good. It may be so precious. Uh, what allows your true love to be received? Manifest what blocks it. Uh, again, we kind of went through that. Okay. And um, I'm just kind of going through the questions here. Uh, again, how complete do we need to be to attract love? Uh, as long as you're on that path. All right? You don't have to be completely complete. Some people do, some people don't. I recommend that we attract the best partner possible of a deep desire. Okay. Uh, again, be complete yourself. Yes, I have been uh, really wanting sex, but can't find my person. And I tried a one-night stand and felt horrible. Exactly. Uh, that's exactly what I'm saying, guys. Again, it's a different kind of, say, sex that we're uh, seeking out. Um, uh, and as we end, guys, let me just quickly, there's so many questions, guys. Uh, so we'll go through them and then uh, we'll try to share them or maybe part three. Okay. Um, the way I help you attract relationships. Okay. I can't make anybody fall fall in love with you, uh, but what happens is uh, I say I um, I study, okay, and I don't do do this at a conscious level because there's so many different variables. But basically, what I do is say I get a general, I get a frequency of say the way you are, okay, at your say best level or your true level because I can see I can see your true spirit space, okay? and that's why I, I have faith in you, and that's why if you've ever they worked with me at an individual level or even at a group level. Uh, again, I see your best self. I see your awakened spirit. Okay? So at that level, there's certain frequencies that you generate for your twin flame. Uh, I can grab that frequency. Okay? And then what I do is I, I, um, I create a frequency or a set of frequencies uh, that best match your frequencies. And a lot of times when I create that uh, for that person who is ready, uh, they can actually feel that person around them. And it's very euphoric. Uh, so uh, I instill that frequency of, say, that person in you. It's not a specific person. Okay. Uh, I, still in, I, still, I instill that frequency uh, of whoever that you need to attract you resonate, you send out those vibes, it's like a radio station, right? And whoever, say, likes those vibes, right? And they are, say, like an organic 
type relationship. Whoever that connects with you, and sometimes there's a there's um, uh, there's people that get say multiple people that are say of similar frequency, and then you know you weed out the ones. Uh, but anyway, uh, and that's how you say connect with that person. Again, I don't bring in say a specific specific person for you. Uh, but the frequencies that fit you best is really where it's at. To resonate those frequencies, you naturally attract. It just has to be, again, it's just simple physics. Okay, guys? Thanks for being on the call. Uh, if you are on the 21 days, as well, do a, a love relationship for you. Whether you're ready or not, or whether you're with a partner or not, we'll talk more about that uh, on the 21 days. All right, guys. Uh, so I'll see you in just a few minutes. Take care. Again, thanks for being on the call. Notice what you notice. Bye-bye.